Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane, Shane, and Ellie back with you again. Uh, our first time back, all three of us, in a bit. Um, we are back to talk uh, cornerstone rankings. So we're going to do a mock draft of the 2022 class, the 2023 class, and the 2024 class all jumbled together uh, and do a mock draft out of there. Um, are you guys excited? How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Warmed up, ready to go. Uh, feeling great. Yeah, I've never been more excited for anything in my entire life. <laughs> okay. A lot to live up to there, personally. Um, you're get, getting the viewers pumped up there, Nelly. You're, you're doing it. Listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said that with the most dry. <laughs> well, and, and no big deal, but kind of a big deal. I am potting injured. I got a little bruise on my leg, so I'm fighting through the pain here, but I think we're going to be able to, to make it. Did you have a lax injury? Yeah, I got I got dead legged. So, but we're good. We're good. I, I'm not a hero. I'm just a guy trying to podcast. Did you score? I scored a bunch, Kane. Do you know who says that they scored a bunch? Guys that don't really score. <laughs> You'll just have to take my word for it. All right. All right. You would still be top two pick for me on the fantasy football lacrosse team <laughs> draft. So. I would hope so. I would hope so. I'm just, I'm just telling you what I know. Uh, let's just dive in here. I'm going to cheat and steal the first pick because I just kind of want to. Um, and again, this is super flex tight end premium, uh, class of 22, 23 and 24 all jumbled together. Um, I'm going to go ahead, go ahead and just take Caleb Williams. Uh, the quarterback currently at USC. I know you guys recently did a podcast kind of putting where he should be like, he is the most clear choice of, of people available. Um, I think he's just really, really good. I'm going to go ahead and take him here. Um, he's listened to it last week where you guys talk about it. Uh, my feelings are probably relatively similar. Um, so to get that, get that pick here is pretty easy. Yeah, I, I can take the 102. Um, I will take Bijan Robinson running back for the Atlanta Falcons here. I think that uh, it, it's tough taking a running back this early, but, you know, I took him one-on-one in rookie drafts. He's better than that class. I think he's better than any running back in any of the other classes. Top 10 pick, uh, stud running back. I Yeah, I feel confident with Bijan here. 
Yeah, I think those are the clear top two. Uh, I actually think you can make an argument for Bijan over Caleb. I would still do Caleb, but I think that one's close. But uh, a little bit of a tear after those two. I will go with Anthony Richardson at the 103. Uh, new Colts quarterback. A ton of downside, but a lot of upside. Probably the best quarter or best athlete we've ever seen at the quarterback position. Uh, incredible arm, great athlete um, as, as a runner. Um, and is in a pretty good situation there in Indianapolis to succeed. So uh, I'm taking a bet on the upside here. I don't blame you. Um, this is where things kind of get a little difficult, I think. Um, I'm not going to take a quarterback here, though my brain says maybe I should. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Garrett Wilson uh, here at the 104. I think out of the wide receivers that are remaining, um, Garrett Wilson and uh, one more that will probably be drafted relatively soon um, are kind of head and shoulders above uh, most people and most wide receivers um garrett wilson already being drafted at what wide receiver four ish in dynasty uh four or five somewhere in there in dynasty already um he's 22 years old i think he's a great choice here at the 104 yeah so i don't know maybe this is a hot take um but I would have taken this player over Garrett Wilson. I'm going to take him over the other wide receiver that Kane's alluding to. At the 105, I'm going to take Marvin Harrison Jr., the wide receiver for Ohio State. I just think the ceiling for Marvin Harrison is higher than any other receiver in this draft, right? So we're talking 22 rookies, 23 rookies, and he's obviously you know the best of his class in 2024. But he has a chance to be that top five pick, Jamar Chase, you know, he's in that that realm. And so I think I'd rather take a shot at that upside than the other receivers here. That's who I was alluding to, Shane. Oh, okay. The, that's good. Is absolutely uh, incredible. All right. I thought you were alluding to uh, the other highest state receiver that Which, will go. Not a bad pick either. No, if, right. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's in the water up there, but it's crazy. Um, that being said... I was not considering a receiver for this pick. You guys didn't make it any easier on me. I'm deciding between two running backs. I will go with Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is my third-ranked player in this rookie class. He's now a member of the Lions. He went very early. What was it, pick 12 to the Lions? May have been pick 10. I don't remember exactly. But point being, super high investment for them. Is that good reports out of camp as being a good receiver, which is everything that we expected from him. Um, I, I think there's a ton of security that comes with being an early round or an early first round running back. And he kind of has like all the upside you would look for too, because of that receiving upside. And you didn't make it any easier on me. Um, oof. I'm again not going to go quarterback, which seems very, very odd for me. Um, we're still drafting this in in a tight end premium two point per reception. So I'm going to go ahead and take Kyle Pitts at the 107. He's not in this draft, is he? Yeah, he is. Uh, no, he's <laughs> not. 
You sure? Yeah, yeah you maybe double take pretty heavily. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not. He's not. Because he, I'm gonna go take. I have the give me Jamar Chase. <laughs> I have the wrong list pulled up. Then. Yeah, you probably probably you're off really. there. I sorted a spreadsheet wrong, which that's why I'm not a nerd. That's why you're not the Nelly spreadsheet guy, you know? It's true. That's my job, Kane. Come on. Well, did you put a spreadsheet together? No. This? I have my own ranks, but Here I'll give them are. to you after. Uh, that helps. Um, so since uh, Kyle Pitts is not on the board, um, I'm going to take a quarterback then. I'm going to take C.J. Stroud at the 107. Ooh. Um, I I think C.J. Stroud is better than Bryce Young. I think of of the players remaining, um, he feels a little safer to me, especially because I know I'm probably going to get three or four years of starting power out of him. And I think with his ability, I think it's relatively safe. Um, he probably ends up being the quarterback at Houston for like eight years. And they probably don't, they probably get to playoffs once. But hey, it's not about playoffs. It's about fantasy points. And CJ Stroud's going to put them up. That's fair. Um, yeah, I thought I would end up with him because I feel like I'm higher on him than was last week. Uh, then I'm going to take at the 108, I'm going to take Bryce Young, the quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, number one overall pick and a Frank Reich offense that I think fits his talents and abilities. They drafted an ex-receiver. Uh, I think it's a good offense and offensive system, good O-line. Like, I think the upside's pretty big with Bryce Young. This is a good spot for these quarterbacks. Wow. Okay. Well, I get who I actually have as my fourth-ranked player in my cornerstone uh, rankings. I'm going to go with Brees Hall here. Um uh, Brees Hall was well on his way to being the rookie of the year last year until he got hurt. Uh, injuries, the question mark, right? Like if he didn't get hurt, he would be taken probably right after Bijan in this draft. Um, so that's the question mark. But it was a pretty clean ACL tear as far as ACL tears go. Uh, been good reports about his recovery. He's still pretty young. He has the early second-round draft capital. I, he was just really good when he played last year, right? So, like, if he can get back to that form, which modern medicine ACLs are, like, ACLs are much easier now, um, I, I think that's a very reasonable thing to expect out of him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would have taken him much earlier if if uh, if I needed to. So, so in a super flex, you would trade Bryce Young for Brees Hall, straight up. Uh yeah, I think I would. And I, mean, I think it's fair. I think this is this is why we do this, right? It's an argument of those quarterbacks versus running back positional value. That's what I think makes this interesting. Yeah, it's when it's, was George Kittle drafted? <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's eligible for this. I think yeah. he is. One one ten. I think I'm gonna take who I kind of see as as one of the last wide receivers, kind of worth picking here. Um, and that's Chris Olave. I think when we look at at who's left, right? Um. Chris Olave is pretty locked in to being 
you know, a, a top 10 wide receiver for seemingly feels like the next like six, seven years. Um, so that feels relatively safe. Um, there's some players that I might like a tad more in the 2024 class, um, but things are super safe with Chris Olave. Um, I don't have to worry about where he's going to get drafted of about draft capital, about any of those things. Um, he's already in the NFL. He's, he had a great year last year. Um, so I'm just going to ride that. I think that's fair value for him. I'm going to take a little risk here at the 111, and I'm going to take Drake May, the quarterback for North Carolina. Um, I think in a super flex, we're getting the talk of Drake May being a clear 1A, 1B with Caleb Williams. Maybe some teams might even prefer him due to the size. Uh, I think it's worth taking the swing, even though there's more downside for a miss if he sucks this year or whatever. Uh, But I think there's a big tear break at quarterback, and I would much rather – yeah, I'd much rather draft the quarterbacks than not. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's why I won. I would take him over any quarterbacks not named Anthony Richardson in, in this class for what it's worth. It's just too, too risky when you have a number one overall pick staring you in the face. You're like, I'll take a guy that has another year of college. Like, I, can't, I couldn't do it. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's an upside thing. Um, all right, I'm going to go wide receiver at the 112, closing out the first round. Uh, give me 22 draft class. Uh, Drake London for the Falcons. Um, had a really – well, when you look into the metrics, he had a really good rookie year. Keeping in mind he was catching the ball for Marcus Mariota, the volume wasn't there, but the target share was massive. Um the kind of all the underlying metrics look good for him. He was the first wide receiver taken in this class, right? And Garrett Wilson is rightfully above. Chris Olave is rightfully above. But Drake London's right there, right? The offense just needs to improve. The question is, is it going to improve under Desmond Ritter? Uh, on one hand, it would be hard for it not to. On the other hand, it is Desmond Ritter, so we'll see. But um, I think regardless, long-term, Drake London is going to be a uh, – around for a long time as a very good wide receiver in the league. Uh, let's let's recap the first round here. 101, Caleb Williams. 102, Bijan Robinson. 103, Anthony Richardson. 104, Garrett Wilson. 105, Marvin Harrison Jr. 106, Jameer Gibbs. 107, um, what wanted to be Kyle Pitts is now C.J. Stroud. 108, Bryce Young. 109, Brees Hall. 110, Chris Olave. 111, Drake May. And 112, Drake London. So that puts me on the clock here at the uh, at the two hundred one. Um, I'm going to take my fourth my fourth best player in the 2024 class. Two hundred one uh, for me, that's Brock Bowers. So um, though I couldn't go tight end in the uh, in the first round because apparently Kyle Pitts is unavailable. Um, just since he's a unicorn in his age, I just thought, I just thought you'd let it slide. But um, Brock Bowers, two hundred one, like I'm perfectly happy taking him there. Uh, relatively low risk player. Yeah, that's what I was hoping to be there. That's two hundred two. That's a good pick. He's definitely the best tight end of this group. At the two hundred two, I'm going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. 
it's sad that we couldn't get four Ohio State receivers in the first round. But uh, so, be, I, I mean, JSN fell because he didn't play that final year, fell a little bit in the draft, still a first round pick. I think he has elite upside. So I'm happy here to take him. Yeah, I thought about him over Drake London. Um, also very talented. Uh, I think there's a tier break there, actually. Uh, top of the next tier for me is Kenneth Walker, running back for the Seahawks. Um, interesting rookie year, right? He he broke a lot of long runs and then like ran into his offensive line on everything else. So it's like a very like wavy, like low success rate, but a lot of a uh, lot of breakaway runs. Uh, like the runs that he did break went far. So it's like it's it's kind of weird to know what to do with him moving forward, especially with him drafting Zach Charbonnet early and drafting JSN. Um, it's a lot of weapons coming in on the offense. Um, that being said, like all things considered, he has shown to be pretty talented. I th- uh, Pete Carroll's going to run the ball. If we know one thing about Pete Carroll, he's going to lead that backfield. Um, and I don't know, maybe there's an opportunity to catch passes this year. That would be kind of the cherry on top with Ken Walker. I'm really at a loss here, folks. Um, I was so lost. I had Google maps open, like as a browser, <laughs> like I, he's not lying. I, he did. I did. Yeah. I, Um, I'm going to take, oh God, I'm in shambles here of choices. Yeah. Like there's not, a. I think you could take one of like eight players and be just perfectly content with, with whoever you drafted, you know, um, Um, but I'm going to take the guy that I probably have on more fantasy football teams than, than someone would care to admit. Um, it's the guy who I thought came out as a big winner after the NFL draft. That's Damian Pierce. Um, like I know there's still running backs in the 2024 class, uh, but right now this guy's going to score me points. And if he continues to do it like he did last year, like he's going to be a really solid player. If you, if you end up getting only three more years out of him, I think there's still going to be three good years. Um, And I don't have to worry about an injury in college. Um, I just have to worry about an injury in the NFL. Um, But at least the injury in the NFL isn't going to affect like the NFL draft stock, anything like that. Like he's still a second round pick. He's still the starter on his team. Um, so I'm going to ride that until I can't. That's fair. Or earlier than I would have taken him, but I think it's fair to get that NFL production early. At the 205, I guess I'm going to kind of take the opposite. I'm going to take Raheem Rocket Sanders, the running back for Arkansas. I was torn between him and a receiver, uh, but I, I just, I don't know. I think 6'2", 235 with the explosiveness that Sanders has, there's a nice floor there. And a really big ceiling. You know, it seems like a lot of the early dra- NFL draft stuff uh, has him a little bit lower, which is a little bit scary. Uh, but I, I still believe in him. I think mid second in this draft, I'm happy with him over who's left. 
Yeah, I was thinking about him, but that draft stuff is a little scary. So in light of that, I'm going to go with uh, someone already drafted, Jordan Addison, wide receiver for the Vikings. Um, First-round pick this year, right? He's playing, I guess, across from Justin Jefferson. So I guess some people perceive that as kind of a ceiling limit. But um, super talented, right? Like I, I don't like to kind of limit based on that. There's a lot of targets to go around there. Uh, Kirk Cousins is competent. The offense is fun. Um, they're kind of moving to a passing heavy attack with with Dalvin on his way out, and Kevin O'Connell. I mean, that's what he's all about. So the opportunity is great for Jordan Addison. I think the talent's there to to capitalize on it. Um, I didn't make my pick any easier. To be completely honest with you, Nelly. Oh, good. You're so kind. <laughs> um, this is still tight end premium. So at 207, I'm going to go ahead and take Dalton Kincaid. Um, like, I, I get that it's a bit of a reach, but I think at this point, you're trying to find difference makers on your fantasy football team. And um, there's a lot of wide receivers that I like at this spot, right? It could be Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnston. Uh, but they're, I don't think they're difference makers for your fantasy football team. And in tight end premium like that, I think Dalton Kincaid can be. Um, so I'm going to try and chase that upside rather than trying to just chase another 24 to 36 wide receiver. No, I, it's a good pick. He was coming up on my list. And I mean, I'm interested to see how they use him because I think Dalton Kincaid could blow up fantasy if uh, they use them correctly. The 208, I am going to keep pounding these 2024 running backs. I'm going to take Travion Henderson running back for the Ohio State University. Um, I think he's gotten a bad rap because of the the foot injury last year, you know, in, in splitting carries. He is going to continue splitting carries, but is an elite athlete. So I feel like Travion Henderson, same thing, has a pretty decent – top 100 floor with a big ceiling. That's what I want in my running backs. Uh, 209, I'll go Quentin Johnston. A lot of the same kind of strategic reasoning as uh, as there was for Jordan Addison. The draft capital is locked in. I think the situation is kind of underrated. I mean, he's tied to Justin Herbert, and uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen uh, are – unreliable and aging, right? So, like, Quentin Johnston tied with Justin Herbert is pretty sweet if Quentin Johnston kind of reaches the talent ceiling that is possible from him. Um, I'm going to take Shane's boy here at the 210. I'm going to take Christian Watson, who I believe I thought I was going to get him for sure. Good pick. I believe he was drafted in the 2022 class. Are, yes, we, yeah. are we correct? Okay. Good. Um, I don't necessarily love him as a player, I think. But if, if we're looking at right locked-in roles right now, like Christian Watson is seems to be locked in as the wide receiver one in the Packers offense. And what does that mean? I don't know. I don't think anyone really knows, but at least we know that he's going to get targets and he's probably going to put up you know 120 targets a game. Um, that could potentially be low side. Um, and that's still really, really great 
for fantasy football for where you're drafting him right now. So I'll take him here at the 210. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. I was considering him. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad I didn't get Christian Watson. That make that makes it tough for me now. Uh, Were yeah. you taking him here, Shane? Yeah, yeah, that was the plan. I think I was taking. Him I here. was taking. I was taking him two twelve. If he made it, <laughs> we're all on the Christmas. I think he's. I think it's gonna be a good year, Jordan Love. I'm. I'm pumped. All right, I'm gonna take a very uninspiring player here at the two eleven, and that's Kenny Pickett, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It doesn't feel great. I do think there's like more upside for Kenny Pickett than say Mac Jones. I think there is some rushing. There is some flashes of hope for Kenny Pickett. He has decent weapons. Offensive line's been upgraded. And I think the Steelers aren't moving on from him until the end of that contract. Like he's locked in two, three, four, and next three years, I get a super flex quarterback. I'll take that here at the two eleven. Um, Kenny Pickett hopefully works out for you. Uh, two twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, there wasn't much hope in that. Um, I've got a big tier wide receivers left still, so I'm just gonna kind of knock through them. Two twelve. I'll take the the second wide receiver in the twenty four class. For me, that's Mike Buka, another Ohio State wide receiver. I think that's five so far in this draft. Uh, the ceiling's not there uh, as it is with Marvin Harrison Jr., but um. I mean, no one's going to compare to Marvin Harrison Jr.'s ceiling. And, um, I mean, the talent is still very much here for this guy. He was the number one wide receiver in their class and recruiting rankings. He's uh, kind of more slot heavy. He's kind of similar play style-wise to, like, JSN. Um, But he's a good athlete. They use him a lot on, like, jet sweeps. He's pretty versatile. I don't think he'll be constricted to slot only for his entire career. I just think that's where he's pretty comfortable uh, but has the skill set to kind of evolve out of that. And I think he's a future first round pick next year. Uh, let's recap this 201, Brock Bowers, 202, JSN, 203, Kenny Walker, 204, Damian Pierce, 205, Raheem Sanders, 206, Jordan Addison, 207, Dalton Kincaid, 208, Trevion Henderson, 209, Quinton Johnston, 210, Christian Watson, 211, Kenny Pickett, 212, Emeka Egbuka. Um, I have to think we probably have another round in us, right? Yeah. I've got my big wide receiver tier. Oh, there you go. Um, I'm going to go wide receiver as well here at uh, 301. Um, And that's an NFL guy. I'm going to take Jorge Pickens. Um, What, you don't like this pick, Nelly? You don't like George Pickens? This pick stinks. Because you were going to take him? Really hates you've done so. No, I hate this pick. He stinks. I think he's fine for fantasy football. Um, If Kenny Pickett is better, George Pickens scores more fantasy football points Um, because George Pickens is the one that's going to catch the touchdowns because it's clear they're not giving them to Deontay Johnson. So, um, so I guess Pickens is the way to go for me. Oh, 302, I'll keep I'll keep pounding out 2024 running backs. I'm gonna take Braylon Allen, running back for Wisconsin, another big, fast, explosive player, topped uh, Phil Steele's NFL draft list at the running back position. 
It's been high up in most of the NFL draft rankings. Could be the first running back off the board. I think it's worth a shot in the third because a lot of the running backs left are just not very inspiring. You guys are going to hate this pick at the 303. Uh, I'm going Zay Flowers, the last of the first-round wide receivers from this class. Uh, Went to the Ravens in that kind of wide receiver run in the early 20s in the draft. Um, Listen, I don't think there's that big of a tier between Addison and Johnston and Zay Flowers. Um, I think offensively, again, it's a he gets kind of he gets ragged on for the landing spot, but I actually don't hate it. He has a very clear avenue to being the the wide receiver one in that offense, and it's a new offense, right? It's Todd Monken coming in. It's not the same old uh, Ravens offense from years past. It sounds like they're going to pass the ball more. It seems like they want to pass the ball more since they drafted Zay Flowers, spent money on Odo Beckham, right? Like they're kind of making this movement to passing the ball more. Um, and ultimately, right. Like I, I'd like to bet on first round wide receivers. And I think Zay flowers has, has talent to kind of back, back that up. Huh? I thought you were going Romeo dubs. So <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh, three Oh four. I'm going to take Traylon Burks. I don't like Traylon Burks. Uh, but I think at this point, right. Um, I think in fantasy football, he's going to, even if he poo-poos again, um, you're still going to be able to have okay value the year after. Because um, for whatever reason, people will not forget about Trey Lumberks. Um He's the darling on Twitter right now, so I'll take him here at the 304. 305, I'm going to take James Cook, the running back for the Buffalo Bills, who I think become underrated. Um, Devin Singletary's gone. Zach Moss is gone. Like James Cook is kind of the guy there for Buffalo. They brought in Damian Harris. I do some short yard stuff, but they drafted Cook day two. I'm I'm in. Three oh six. Give me Jamison Williams. He's the last of that aforementioned wide receiver tier I was talking about. Um, probably undrafted to this point because of the injury and then the suspension. It's going to be like. I mean, like 20 games into his career before we really see him, other than the one catch he had that was sick, by the way. Um, But ultimately, the draft capital is super high on him. Uh, He exploded at Alabama. um, And this is just a bet on that being true, right? And Jared Goff is competent. MR St. Brown is is good, right? But um, there's there's targets to to go around otherwise. Just keep going wide receivers with you, Nelly, I guess. Uh, 307, I'm going to take Xavier Worthy, the wide receiver in the 24 class. I I know there's a lot of trepidation with him. A lot comes to do with size, and obviously all the drops last year that we've then we find out that he broke his hand during the season. I think Xavier Worthy is going to be exciting if Texas is exciting this year, and as we all know, Texas is back, uh, so that's not a problem. Um, But I'm going to take him here. Like, there's a lot of talk about how the NFL is very excited about Xavier Worthy, kind of behind the scenes, especially um, if there's a lot of nerds in the front office. They're going to absolutely love Xavier Worthy. 308, we are tight end premium. So I'm going to take Sam Laporta here, um, you know, tight end for the Detroit Lions. I think uh, they drafted him top of the second round. He's a pass catcher. He's going to be used in that way. 
I like the value. Three hundred nine. I will go Desmond Ritter, who, full disclosure, I don't think is very good. Um, but this is a quarterback with Konami potential with a very clear starting opportunity and really good weapons, right? So, like, if Desmond Ritter is competent, he's probably a top 20 quarterback this year in fantasy. Uh, and if Desmond Ritter is competent, they probably aren't in the position to go out and draft a quarterback next year uh, with the talent on that offense. So, I don't know. Hopefully he proves me wrong. Even if he doesn't, I think you get some utility out of him because end of the day, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I think this might be my last pick um, at 310. I'm going to take Isaiah Pacheco, uh, the running back for Kansas City. Like, I know there's guys in the 24 class that I like more than Isaiah Pacheco, but at the same point, they're not the starting running back or even Jarek McKinnon's backup for Kansas City. So um, I'll take him here. I think he's a good running back. Um, yeah. Man, it's a lot of players I have together for this last pick. I It doesn't feel good, but I'm going to take Rashad White here, the 311. Um, you know, he's a starting running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at this point has no competition whatsoever. If he breaks out, he's going to be a starter for a while. I liked him coming out of, uh, Arizona state. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's where I was going actually, but I think I'm going to follow up on my Ritter kind of strategy. I'm going to go Brock Purdy at the three twelve. This goes against everything I believe in, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was going to say, that that's not a Nelly move right there. Yeah, but, I mean, it's a super flex, right? And quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks rule super flex. Um, and small sample, but he was really good last year, and it seems like the 49ers believe that small sample. Um, so while I'm a Trey Lance believer through and through, I'm kind of hedging my bets. It sounds like I'm losing this fight, so – if I'm getting multiple years of a starting quarterback here in a in a Shanahan offense at the three twelve, like that's that's good value. Uh, let's recap this third round here. Then Shane will teach us something. Um, three hundred one, George Pickens. Three hundred two, Braylon Allen. Three hundred three, Zay Flowers. Three hundred four, Traylon Burks. Three hundred five, James Cook. Three hundred six, Jamison Williams. Three hundred seven, Xavier Worthy. Three hundred eight, Sam Laporta. Three hundred nine, Desmond Ritter. 310, Isaiah Pacheco, 311, Rashad White, and 312, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. <laughs> again. See what Got I did there? Again. Hey, <laughs> oh, look at that. Uh, yeah, history minute this week. So I'm going to talk about uh, Nakam, who were known as the Avengers, actually, before the Avengers existed. And this is a group of 45 Holocaust survivors who moved to Israel after World War II and sought revenge for the Holocaust um, against uh, Nazis and against Germans. And so they were led by a man named Abba Kovner. And they so the first thing they did, they secured mass amounts of poison and poisoned the, the water supply at Nuremberg, uh, basically to try to poison the, the Germans that remained in Nuremberg. Uh, and then they, they almost got caught by the UK, dumped it, so then they bought a bunch of arsenic and targeted American-held Nazi prisoners to try to poison them. 
ended up killing over 2,000 um, German people, uh, most of which were Nazis, some of which were not. And so it kind of become this controversial group. Like, is this a terrorist group? Uh, Germany, in, as recent as the year 2000, wanted to hold the remaining survivors accountable. Some people, have, you, you know, see them as a heroic kind of f- fight back against the people that caused the Holocaust. Just an interesting group to me to research and see, like, uh, like some of those areas of gray that have, uh, you know, have kind of this, this anti-hero quality to them. So the Avengers, uh, way before the actual Avengers that we know today existed. That's pretty neat. Um, I have my buy and sell an unknown stock. I didn't get to do this for a couple weeks. Um, so I just got to go start out right away with a player I just already don't like. Um, so I'm going to sell Devin Neal. Um, like in Devi, why? Right? Like there's someone from that plays a lot of C2C leagues that loves him. Just trade him to him. You know, like, you know that there's that person in your league. Just trade them Devin Neal. Like, I don't see the path to top 100 capital. And I know we've talked about, you know, how even fourth round is good. I don't even see that for Devin Neal. He's very low in our rankings. Um, He basically comes out to be like the RB10 right now in in the 24 class, which you know there's going to be a ton of people that jump over him. We already know who Devin Neal is. Um, So he's a sell for me. My buy, um, I'm just going to keep banging the drum until I can't anymore. Um, let's talk Devontae Walker again. Like, Devontae Walker is a buy. Nelly, if you think Drake May is going to be good this year, that's because Devontae Walker is good. Right? Like, they don't have other weapons. Like, Bryson Nesbitt's fine. But, like, if you're looking for the main weapon for, for uh, Drake May... It's Devontae Walker, and he's very, very good at football. So buy him. Um, he's much cheaper than he should be, especially in Devi. Um, my unknown is, is in the Alabama backfield, and that's Jace McClellan, because I think at this point he's kind of being overshadowed by Justice Haynes. And, like, I don't know what's going to happen in the Alabama backfield. Are they really going to give over the rock to a true freshman? I, I doubt it. That doesn't seem a very Saban-esque thing to do. Um, so I assume that it could be Jace McClellan. It could be somebody. I, I don't know. Uh, so I'm very confused on on what to do with him. I think it's fair. Yeah, Jace McClellan's a great unknown because he uh... – I'm there too. Like, I feel like I could be wrong and then he's good. And I, you know, I feel bad about it after the fact that I missed out. Like he could Brian Robinson me. Right. Right. Definitely could happen. Be good and be really good. And then be a third round pick and start on an NFL team. Like all that could happen, but also he could like split carries with four other guys. And all of a sudden, Justin Haynes becomes the starting running back in week three. Yeah. Right, Jace like, McClellan transfers two times, and we never hear from him again. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I, w- I wish I could help you. I guess I, I've been 
not buying him, but I feel like maybe I should. Um, I got a couple guys that we drafted in this draft in mind. My buys Braylon Allen. Uh, one, like I mentioned, I think he's very high on the NFL's radar, higher than he is for a lot of uh, bevy people right now. Nelly just sniped him from me in a C2C startup, which made me very upset because uh, I wanted Braylon Allen in this offense where he will be able to catch passes and show that ability. If he can show that, I mean, sky's the limit because he's going to run fast and he's big and has production. So I'd buy him. My unknown is Travion Henderson. You know, I took Henderson above Braylon Allen. I don't feel like super comfortable with it. I know Travion Henderson's talented, but I also know that he's going to split carries. Mine Williams is going to get run down. Hayden's going to get some run. Chip Trey and going to run the ball a little bit. Uh, is it enough for Travion Henderson to get the draft capital that we need him to get? I, I, I think so, but like, I'm scared. I might sell, uh, you know, I, I joined not the one with Nelly, but a different C2C startup. This guy actually went in the first round, and I was like, cool, if someone will buy Jaden Daniels, the quarterback from LSU, for like anything, like, I'd sell him. You know, if you still have them from the Arizona State days or on your Debbie squad, put them out there. I feel like there are people out there that like him. Get it, get a Debbie pick, re-roll it. Like, I don't think Jane Daniels is an NFL quarterback and maybe goes the way Malik Cunningham, whatever. Um, I would definitely sell him for whatever you could get. <laughs> That's crazy. First round, Jane Daniels is crazy. That's um, wild. You actually took my buy. My buy was going to be Braylon Allen. I did a better job of buying, buying Braylon Allen than you did, actually, since he's on my roster and not yours. Yeah. Um, 111, you just sniped him from me. Yeah, so I guess I'll start from the back to the front and see if I can come up with a different buy along the way. Um, my sell is going to be Joe Milton. Uh, we've had discussions on the second podcast about this a little bit. I think he's getting a little bit too much Devi hype right now. Uh, we've seen Joe Milton play enough to kind of assume that he's probably not good, right? And, like, there is an outcome where he puts the tools together. He's in a super quarterback-friendly offense for raw statistics and, and kind of shows out. Um, and there's an outcome where he's Devi relevant. But I think it's much more likely that we never hit that point. And in terms of where he's getting priced now, getting value now, it's kind of starting to creep up above where I'm comfortable with. Um, keep in mind they have Nico Iamalieva in the wings, um, who will be the starter there at some point. And if, if Joe Milton is kind of slacking this year, uh, expectations have been raised there a little bit, and I wouldn't be surprised if they made the move. Um, so, yeah, I'm selling Joe Milton. My unknown is Trevor Etienne running back for Florida. I think he's talented. I think he's the most talented backfield in that talented runner in that backfield. Um, he's obviously he has the NFL bloodlines. That being said, I don't think Montreal Johnson is a slouch. Uh, Montreal Johnson was not as efficient as as is it. It's Trevor Etienne last year, uh, but he had a lot more volume. And I think some people are fooling themselves into believing that Florida is going to drastically change their backfield splits this year into being a Trevor Etienne-led backfield. I don't think that's going to happen. Montreal Johnson didn't do a bad enough job to get completely pushed out of the way. 
Billy Napier brought Montreal Johnson with him from Louisiana Lafayette. Billy Napier is not that great of a coach, it seems. Um, so if you're assuming that he's going to make a logical decision, maybe don't assume that. Um, so point being, like, I think the talent's there. Like, I think he's the most talented uh, back on the team in terms of future NFL potential, but I think we might be disappointed by what he does this year. Um, so he's an unknown for that reason. Um, my buy will be uh, – let's go with Roma Dunze. I just drafted Roma Dunze. I think I drafted him a little bit early. I think he's going to lead the country in receiving yards this year. Um, and he kind of brings something to next year's class that no one really has other than Marvin Harrison Jr. in terms of size. And uh, while the NFL has kind of shown uh, a, a willingness to ignore size more recently, it's it's certainly an asset that's coveted, right? And so if Roma Dunze kind of does what he did this past year, he reproduces it, maybe even improves on it a little bit, I think first round is very reasonable for him. Uh, so that is it for us here at the Debbie Marketplace. Always remember, join the Discord where we're listening to this podcast. Click in the description, join the Discord. It's absolutely free. If you want our rankings uh, and everything we do, it's just $25 in addition to the Discord. So uh, check all that out. Um, as always, remember, read your rules. Uh, so whatever happen- happens in your drafts, make sure you're reading your rules so you understand what's happening. So you, if you figure out that like it's a three-quarterback league, um, you should do that beforehand. Uh, before you know, so you can draft some quarterbacks, maybe move them up your board. But uh, that is it for us here at the Debbie Marketplace. On behalf of all three of us, want to say thank you so much, and we appreciate every single one of you.